superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe Pizzapia. Happy Week 7, everyone. Everybody's hurt. Don't worry. We're here to help you. It's okay. I want to take you in here for a big old hug, just like Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting, and tell you it's not your fault. These things happen. This is the nature of the beast. And speaking of beasts, I've got two guys who are going to help you through that waiver wire because they are waiver wire warriors, and they're fresh off our new piece for waiver wire week seven. It's available right now at fantasybros.com. It's D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros, the fantasy bro, and, of course, Pat Fitzmorris. They've gotten about three, maybe four hours sleep, and they're here ready to go, ready to talk football with you. It was a wild week six still going. We've got one more game on Monday night, but Pat Fitzmorris, we have lost a lot of big names here in the last two weeks. Jefferson, Richardson, Connor, I'm going to keep going. HN and then CMC comes out with an injury. Debo comes out with an injury. David Montgomery. I know people are starting to freak out, but I think this is the time where you, you hold the line, right? You take a deep breath and you realize that between buys and between these injuries, there's some opportunity to stream some guys here to make up some ground. And this is not the time to throw in the towel. No, no, no. Pat Fitzmorris. This is the time to fight. Is it not? It is, Joe. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of hole patching that needs to be done this week with a six team buy coming up. It is the bipocalypse upon <laughs> us. And um, yeah, not an opportune time for people to lose Christian McCaffrey or David Montgomery, both of whom were in my top five at the running back position for week six. Luckily, we don't think those are going to be long term injuries possible neither one even misses one game but we don't know that yet as of uh this recording and um you know people are gonna have to watch the news on those guys all week because uh very good chance they'll be without them in week seven yeah uh look it was crazy we saw backup quarterbacks uh pull off big upsets we had you know teams that looked like juggernauts get their first losses of the year but in all the chaos Debro. What stood out to you? Was there a performance? Was there a guy where you're like, okay, something's really happening here that might be a trend we can latch onto here for the rest of the season? I made the case in our Slack before prepping for this show, and I'm going to make the case again here later today. Michael Mayer is in the conversation for the top waiver wire pickup of the week. His usage last week over the last two weeks has been massively trending up, and his deeper metrics scream we could be unlocking a top 10, top 12 tight end for the rest of the season right now. Well, that's exciting. At least the tight end rookies have actually delivered here. So now we can finally put that old myth to rest. It's done. Rookie (laughs) tight ends are here to stay, everybody. Kyle Pitts did it a couple years ago. Now everybody's doing it. It's what the cool kids are doing. So it's a new dawn. It's a new day. And we're feeling good. That's right. We're feeling good also about the sleeper waiver wire pickup of the week. And that name is Josh Downs. That's right. The Indianapolis Colts own Josh Downs. He's the sleeper waiver wire ad of the week. Uh, he has back-to-back weeks uh, with some solid performances in the wide receiver two-ish class. 
Uh, Indianapolis wide receiver playing with Gardner Minshew. Now Minshew underthrew a lot of balls yesterday. Uh, I think the Jags just kind of, I don't know. I feel like they're the daddy of the Colts most of the time. It just feels like that the last couple years. But for whatever reason, now we're also going to get Minshew for the next, I don't know, foreseeable future, it feels like. And downs so far with Minshew in these last two games here. Six targets, caught all six uh, two weeks ago. This past week, he caught five of the eight. He also had a touchdown in this game. Derek, it feels like Josh Downs is this guy that's available in half of leagues and he can make an immediate positive impact on your fantasy league. So let's talk about Downs. Let's talk about that combination with him and Minshew and what that looks like going forward for the Colts and for fantasy. I talked about all this in the primer. Colts are going to run fast. Heck, they were going to run faster than they did with Anthony Richardson, and they did. They were going to pass more. Dude, they came out and threw the ball, I think it was 11 or 12 times on the first drive. So... As bad as Minshew might have looked this last week, 55 pass attempts, and yeah, they fell behind early and were behind the entire game, but how many of those scripts can we say are not going to be happening going forward? So with Downs, he had almost a 15% target share this week. The guy's been money, man, especially in PPR leagues. Like, he already has, on top of whatever he does this week, and he's going to be a top 36 wide receiver because of the touchdown this week. He already has finishes of wide receiver 32 and wide receiver 18 earlier this year. You're looking at a guy that's going to be a weekly wide receiver three or four in PPR formats that could offer you more wide receiver two weeks. And that's exactly exactly what we want out of any flex play that we're rolling out there in a week. So how aggressive in free agent budget with what we have remaining should we be? I assume most folks are already kind of in that you know, half is gone already. So of what's mm-hmm. remaining, how much should they spend in terms of their aggression, especially with, as Pat put it, bipocalypse upon us in week seven. I don't think you're going to have to get that aggressive, to be honest. No, okay. I mean, he hasn't come out. He's only had one of those games where he's had over 90 receiving yards. So the deeper metrics we like, the volume we like, but anybody that's just box score chasing might not be that enamored with Josh Downs. I think you probably get him for three to 5% and maybe mm. even less than that. Pat, do you agree? Do you think that Josh Downs, number one, is worthy of being a top priority this week? And number two, do you think you can almost kind of sneak him through as people are chasing all these handcuffs, all these running backs everywhere and all these other things going on in priorities because they're missing because of injury and missing because of buys? Yeah, I do think so. Um, The Debro is probably on the right track with what we need to bid on him, Joe, because we've got you know, with the 16 buys, they're going to be people needing a lot of things. I don't think people are going to be splurging on any one guy. And Downs is not on the surface of it, clearly the best wide receiver to have. Like there are other p- people, um, uh, fantasy managers might be chasing Rasheed Rice, Quentin Johnston, if those mm-hmm. guys are still on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing about Downs, like, you sort of refer to this, Joe, like the stats on the surface are not going to have people splurging on him, but the splits are what matters here. And in the two games that Anthony Richardson started and finished, Josh Downs had under six fantasy points. But in the Minshew games, he's producing more than that. He's much more involved, Mm -hmm. uh, averaging double digit fantasy points. So I do Mm -hmm. think with Minshew at quarterback, you're getting something close to wide receiver three at worst, maybe high end wide receiver four value out of Josh Downs. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense there. And uh, it looks like Richardson's considering that surgery, which would put him out for the year, which would be unfortunate. It stinks. You know, we love to see exciting players in the NFL, and he is absolutely one of them. But uh, Gardner Minshew is going to have to pick up the slack here. We'll see what happens as the weeks go on. Now, we're going to give away some more names here 
at the running back position because goodness knows there's been a lot of attrition there. Before we do that, we want to give away free stuff. And we were talking all week last week about that 36-inch glorious fantasy championship trophy from Trophy Smack. And we have a winner, Christian Samalenko. Congratulations, you're the big winner. So get in touch with us at customer support uh, at mailbag at fantasypros.com. That's mailbag at fantasypros.com. Give us your mailing address, your proof of subscription to Fantasy Pros YouTube channel, and we'll get you that trophy shipped out right away. Again, Christian Samalenko, congratulations, you're the big winner. And if you want to be like Christian, and I know you do, from one Christian to another, how about a Christian Kirk jersey? That's right. What a perfect segue. I can't believe what a beautiful time to be alive when that happens. Christian Kirk autographed jersey, Jacksonville Jaguars own, courtesy of bettingpros.com. Again, you can win this. All you have to do is subscribe to our Fantasy Pros channel, drop a comment below. That's it. And click that bell till it goes ding for notifications so you know if you are the big winner of the Christian Kirk giveaway this week. So win some free stuff with us here. Running backs. All right, let's get to some of the names at running back 249ers to talk about. The first is Elijah Mitchell, who is rostered in 35% of leagues on uh, Sleeper right now. And then Jordan Mason, who looks like uh, he was getting a lot more of the run, literally and figuratively, uh, for the 49ers when CMC went out. He had the touchdown in that game yesterday against the Browns. The Browns, a tough defense. So he is rostered in just 4% of leagues. Pat, the CMC injury seems like it's something we avoided a major disaster, but again, We have to kind of hold our breaths when it comes to Christian McCaffrey. We know this in the past. So if it is a one-week injury, maybe a two-week injury, maybe a zero-week injury, all those variables are kind of tough to gauge. So what do you do when it comes to these 49er running backs that are on the board? Let's approach them both together because I think you really need to be discussed as a duo here and how you do approach them, Pat. Yeah, and I don't know if this is the right approach, Joe, but I am looking at this as the 49ers sort of managing the Elijah Mitchell workload in his first game back from injury. So I I do think Elijah Mitchell is still the preferred play here. I, I don't think he's been jumped on the depth chart on the merits by Jordan Mason just yet, although maybe they do want to keep Mason involved. But Mitchell is is my target here. And um yeah, so you you pegged it pretty well, Joe. We're looking at a zero to two week injury. Um, 49ers, 49ers get Minnesota this week, then Cincinnati, then a week nine bye. So best case, Mitchell mm-hmm. is playable and, and you know, forming either a two man tandem with Jordan Mason or he is, you know, sort of the de facto lead back for a couple of weeks here. Um, worst case scenario, if you're bidding on Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey doesn't miss any time. But then you still have a pretty valuable handcuff behind a guy who has gotten hurt quite a bit throughout his career. Uh, you know, we know the 49ers are going to endeavor to run the ball. That's what they do. We know the 49ers are going to have a lot of run friendly game scripts because they're such a complete team and their defense is so good. So even if McCaffrey doesn't miss time, I do think Mitchell is a worthwhile ad this week. All right, so how aggressive in terms of fab would you be then, Pat, on these two running backs? Like, I understand deeper leagues, Mitchell's probably even rostered, so let's take that into account too. So in the uh, in this short interim of the unknown, you mentioned Mitchell is still valuable long-term. He is uh, still available in almost 70% of leagues. So how aggressive with the fab would you be on Mitchell and Mason just to get a, a cross-section for everyone? Yeah, I mean, if you have kept your powder dry, I would go up to like, 14 or 15 percent on Mitchell if you've got everything left in the chamber 
if, if you've already made some expenditures, I think you're looking at like 10 to 12 percent to try to get it done. And, and maybe you do get it done. Maybe you don't. Um, maybe half that for Jordan Mason. Um, like about 7% if you have a lot to spend and uh, want to take the chance that maybe Mason has actually skipped Elijah Mitchell, um, skipped past him on the depth chart, and we just aren't aware of it yet. Um, and, and maybe a little less than that for Mason if you've spent money already and are trying to take kind of a budget route. Debro, your powder hasn't been dry since 2007. So how do you approach the San Francisco 49er backfield here? I was just going to say, I was like, this is why I love Monday morning shows with Pat. The turn <laughs> of so phrase good. is so fantastic. Good. Like, as soon as I heard that, my my soul just smiled. I was like, oh, that was really nice. <laughs> so good. So really much better nice, than him. Keep, you're, you're, keep you your really, I know. He's really this way is, better. I, I'm just in the, I'm in the shadow of greatness here. Gotta, so gotta I'm drop I'm a Revolutionary War reference when I can, you know? So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. But. With this backfield, man, I, I I'm I'm on the other side of it with them, Pat, uh, and and I understand, and I, and here's the thing, I agree that Elijah Mitchell should be the spend up, but I'm more tentative on that spend up because of what we saw last week, and could it be the 49ers easing him back in? Could be possibly, and so I, I'm at four to five percent for Elijah Mitchell, but I'm at two to three percent for Jordan Mason. And my thing is, if I miss out on Mitchell, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with getting Jordan Mason because the other side of this coin is, what if Mitchell isn't healthy? Like, mm-hmm. what if he's not fully healthy and this isn't just an ease you back in? This is a, he's not truly healthy and his health is a question. It's been a question over the last few years, whether he can stay on the field, he can be productive. If he's that premier handcuff, is he healthy enough to even tote the rock? Because last week we didn't see that, man. Like, you're looking at Jordan Mason got 15 snaps, ran nine routes, got five carries. Elijah Mitchell's workload was almost half that. Seven snaps, five routes, only two carries in a game where it's not like San Francisco is blowing the doors off of Cleveland. They needed him in this game. So mm-hmm. in a must-have, need-you type of spot when CMC goes down, but Jordan Mason got more time playing time and more work, I, I worry that Elijah Mitchell's just not fully healthy and he gutted it out just to be active this week. So I'm leaning towards Mason, and if you want to get a little more aggressive on Mason, like you want to throw the 4 to 5% on Mason and just let somebody else bid heavy on Elijah Mitchell, I'm also fine with that too. Yeah, my two cents with the McCaffrey injury possibly not being a long-term issue, uh, especially I believe they play Monday night next week if memory serves. So they have a, one extra day here, which I know doesn't sound mm-hmm. like a lot, but it can be when it comes to these injuries. So to me, I think the better ROI is the cheaper Mason. So I wouldn't overpay for either. And if you get Mason at a yeah. really cheap price, that's great. If you get Mitchell at good cost, that's great. But I think overpaying for either of them with the tenuousness of the situation with Christian McCaffrey, not sure if that's the best thing, especially with all the buys and all the other pieces you might need to get. So it's a very, very, this might be the most important waiver wire show of your lifetime, folks. I'm looking at it right now. Look at week seven. Look at the way things are shaping up. This is going to be, this can make or break seasons right now. If you can come out with a W this week, it could be a really important one. Uh, also, don't forget everybody, the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks right now on any game this week. You can get $200 instantly in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there. No, no. All customers can take advantage of this sweet offer Every single game day this October. Heck, you can even bet on uh, that San Francisco Vikings game that's coming up. That should be fascinating. So get in on the game day greatness. 
Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use that promo code FANTASYPROS. When you do, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. When you bet $5 on the NFL, that's promo code FANTASYPROS. That's easy to remember only at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Let's take a look at Craig Reynolds, 56% roster, Debro, uh, Jameer Gibbs missed last two weeks. Dave Montgomery came out last week. So the Lions are right up there at the top of the NFC. The problem is, man, they have got a ton of injuries. So what do we do here with Craig Reynolds? I think this is the same type of conundrum we're talking about with the San Francisco backfield. It's does Dave Montgomery play? This is the guy that probably gets the work. Oh, but what if Jameer Gibbs comes back? We've seen what that looks like. In that week where Jameer Gibbs and Reynolds were the two uh, main guys in the backfield, it was basically just the Jameer Gibbs showed and Reynolds came in to, to spell him every now and then. So I think the same type of bids that we're looking at for Jordan Mason and how that plays out, whether we get news, okay, CMC plays, the same thing can happen to this situation with David Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs plays and, and Craig Reynolds is pushed to the back as far as all the touches for that backfield this week. So... Two, three percent. I like I I want people to get exposure to Craig Reynolds, but you can't go over you can't go breaking the wallet open too much just because we could find out news on Wednesday or Thursday that it's gonna be Dave, Dave Montgomery doesn't miss any time or Jameer gives his back and Craig Reynolds probably turns back into a pumpkin. Okay. Uh your thoughts, Pat, on Craig Reynolds here. I know D Bro seems to be kind of, you know, iffy here on him, but look, a lot of people are searching right now. Is Craig Reynolds somebody they should be landing on? I have a similar stance with Debro here. Uh, you're looking at a situation where you would probably need both David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs to miss in order for mm-hmm. um, Craig Reynolds to be startable and for you to feel good about having him in your lineup. And both of those guys could play in week seven, Gibbs and Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So we just don't know if there's going to be any value to be had with Reynolds here. And he's got a pretty tough matchup against the Ravens. So um I don't want to put out more than three or 4% for him. Okay. So we're being very conservative there on Reynolds. Let's talk about Kareem hunt. Uh, not one that we thought we would be talking about. However, you know, Deshaun Watson's missed a few games now, PJ Walker, a triumphant victory. Like, like made no mistake about it. That was an incredible victory for the Cleveland Browns. That crowd was incredible yesterday. I know the 49er fans are not feeling good. I can't wait to see Welsh later today and talk to him about that. Uh, but <laughs> In the meantime here, 12 for 47 and a touchdown for Kareem Hunt. Pat, you're looking right now at his roster percentage. It is 45%, so still available in more than half of leagues. Is Kareem Hunt, as we look at the schedule of Indianapolis, Seattle, Arizona, Baltimore, do you think Kareem Hunt might be a guy we should start investing in looking long-term? Because this is a team that's already passed their by. I think so, Joe. And Hunt actually looked really good yesterday, I I thought. Um 
able to gain yardage against a previously impregnable 49ers run defense. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, Jerome Ford's still going to play a role and this is a two man backfield, but I do think the Browns are a team that can support two fantasy viable running backs because they have a really good offensive line and uh, they need balance because whether it's Deshaun Watson or PJ Walker, I don't know if they have a quarterback who can win games on his own. And they also have a really good defense that is going to keep them awash in run friendly game scripts throughout the season. I mean, that defense is nasty. So um, yeah, like I, I think you could justify if you're thin at running back and have some issues there, I think you could justify a 10% outlay for Kareem Hunt, sort of at the, the top end of things. And I know a lot of people did pick him up after that Chubb injury. A lot of people picked him up cheap, but let's be honest. I'm sure a lot of people after that Baltimore game, when he put up one fantasy point, dropped him, right. especially with that buy looming, right? So there's a yep. chance that Kareem Hunt has been out there now again. He did look good. Now, Mason didn't look great until the end of that game. I think that defense got a little tired. They were on the field a lot. And then that's where a Jerome Ford, excuse me, uh, was able to pick up some more of that mm-hmm. yardage later in that game when things got a little bit more wide open as they were trying to play a little bit more of that prevent defense. So when you're looking at Kareem Hunt, Derek, a lot of the points that Pat makes are really good ones in terms of how he looked yesterday and also the point I brought up about what that schedule looks like going forward. It seems like Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. might be one of the better running back additions this week on the waiver wire. I, I think you can make it a really easy case that he's the best addition to make off the waiver wire this week. That while everybody is uh, opening up the wallet, they're spending for Elijah Mitchell. They're chasing Jordan Mason. They're chasing Craig Reynolds. And all of those guys could turn back into dust. And we don't even see them play major roles up this week. We know what Kareem Hunt's role is in this backfield. And I love the fact that Pat pointed out because it made me pull up the deeper metrics on him. 3.0 yards after contact per attempt in both of the games before even this last week's game. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. And we know he is going to have a role. We can't say that about any of these other guys that we've already talked about on this show. That's up in the air. So really, if people want to be going after what I think is the top running back pickup of the week, it should be Kareem Hunt. It's the schedule. It's the role. It's the fact that he has been low-key, very efficient with his touches. And, I, I mean, I'm updating my bid right now. I think that Pat is spot on, 8 to 10%. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about the best way to buy tickets all year round. I love live events. Everybody who follows me on social media knows that. I'm out at the wrestling shows. I'm out at the concerts. I'm out everywhere. And you get all these fees for all these events, and they suck. They just suck. You know it. I know it. Customer service is terrible. Coordinating with friends is just a hot mess. It's a nightmare. But then I discovered Fanimal. And the great thing about Fanimal is it's got tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, basketball, baseball games, hockey games, and of course, NFL. And there's no fees. That's right. You heard me. No fees. The price you see is the price you actually pay. What a concept. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the internet to get tickets for anything you want to go attend. So we've all experienced how painful it is to coordinate events with friends and you always end up fronting a bunch of money, right? And then you're chasing down this guy or that girl to get reimbursed. And if they flake, then you're stuck with the bill, but not a fanable. No, no, no. At Fanimal, they have something amazing. They have the patented group purchase And that makes it easy to split payments with your friends. So nobody's left holding the bag. You don't commit until your friends do. You just pick the seats, pick how many tickets you want, 
and you pay for yourself, not everybody else, and send the link to your friends to do the same. And when they join your group, everybody gets charged separately and your tickets are secured. Plus, you could stack cash by inviting friends 10 bucks every time someone joins your group. Ka-ching! Let's go. Oh yeah, Fanimal has amazing customer service too. Don't forget about that. Take my word for it. Check out their hundreds of five-star reviews. And next time you need tickets, go right to Fanimal.com or download the Fanimal app and use that promo code FANIMALPROS. That's FANIMALPROS for $20 off your purchase. No fees. Make it simple. Check out Fanimal today and experience more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Right now, I want to take some time to celebrate our everyday champions, our cars. Thanks to eBay Motors, we're keeping our rides running as smoothly as our fantasy teams. Our cars are more than just vehicles. They're partners in our daily hustle. They're there for the early morning commutes, the weekend getaways, and every crucial errand in between. Remember those times your car was the MVP, getting you to that important meeting or helping you make a last-minute pickup? Just like the right player in fantasy football, the right car makes all the difference in our daily game of life. The dependability a car provides is one of the cornerstones of our daily lives, which is why it's so important to maintain our vehicles the way we maintain our fantasy teams. Just like a well-managed fantasy team, maintaining your car requires strategy and foresight. It's all about knowing when to make those crucial upgrades or timely repairs. Ever experienced the triumph of a DIY fix on your car? That perfect moment when everything comes together and your vehicle runs as smoothly as planned? That's what eBay Motors brings to the table, ensuring each part you choose is not just a temporary solution, but a perfect fit for your car's needs. Speaking of perfect fits, whether it's choosing the right fantasy player or finding the ideal part for your car, the right fit can make your day. There's a unique satisfaction when everything falls into place, be it a winning fantasy lineup or a car part that enhances your ride. That's why eBay Motors is dedicated to making sure you get that perfect fit every time. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now, back to the action. Now, look, uh, unlike a lot of other fantasy shows who are just never wrong about anything, we like to own stuff here a little bit at Fantasy Pros, okay? Mm-hmm. We, we're we going to own this one, and we'll take oh, the yeah. L, and we're going to take the L on Amari DiMarcado, because oh, uh, yeah. yesterday, 
wasn't good. Uh, he was a very popular waiver wire ad everywhere, and it seemed like things were going in the right direction until midweek after waiver wires ran and Keontae Ingram all of a sudden was the top of that depth chart. Now, look, things weren't great for the Cardinals offense yesterday anyway against the Rams. However, two carries for 11 yards, terrible, not a good situation for him. Derek, can we drop Amari DiMarcado? I know this is very frustrating because he was the waiver wire pickup of the week yep. last week, but is he droppable this week for guys like Kareem Hunt? He is droppable this week, and I'm going to, I'll absolutely on nail. Mm-hmm. I wrote up a long paragraph about him. I dug into the film. I was high on him going into the week. Uh, that's going to hurt when ranking accuracy for this week comes out, but that's what happens. Nobody in this yeah. field is 100%, and I'm going to own the L for it. But if anybody, and I will push back on this, if anybody had a bingo card and said they knew that Damian Williams was going to come out here and oh. lead this backfield, oh, that's the other one too. And this was going to be a three way split. Good good luck to you, because that wasn't even on my radar. When this guy got called up in the practice squad, I I thought of anything, this was going to be a split backfield, but it was going to be Keontae Ingram and Amari DiMercato, and I was going to lean on talent. But with Damian Williams, he comes out of the woodwork, and we're all just kind of scratching our heads looking at this unfold in the first quarter, and we're like, really, mm-hmm. Arizona? Yeah. This is what we're doing. Okay, fine. But yes, uh, look, Ingram didn't in the look short, great Joe, yes, we can drop Amari DiMercato. And for those of us who watched that game yesterday, too, like uh, none of them looked particularly good. Like I didn't think Keontae Ingram was special no. or anything like that. None um, of them. So he can go back to the waiver wire. Cam Akers, another one. Pat, do you feel like Cam Akers is time we could just kind of move on from him, too? I know a lot of us were benching him, waiting. But again, with the buys coming up, this is when you have to make those hard decisions of, okay, I can't wait anymore for this guy to be relevant. I need players who can play this week because I'm missing so many players. So is that the case where it might be a hard cut, but a cut for Cam Akers nonetheless? It is a 16 by week, Joe, and people are going to have to make hard cuts this week. But if I can keep Cam Akers around for another week, I kind of want to do it because... Look, the the Vikings, I don't know if they're getting their season back. Um, They struggled to put away the Justin Fields-less Chicago Bears last week, and they're about to play the San Francisco 49ers and and probably drop to 2-5. and So if this season does go south— You mean the 49ers that lost to the Cleveland Browns, that 49ers team? (laughs) Well, the Cleveland Browns are uh, a better team than the Minnesota Vikings. But the 49ers fans are going to have fun in our comments. We gave away a CMC jersey a couple weeks ago. We are okay. We're okay with that. Be happy. Be happy, happy, everyone. I just, I do wonder if Cam Akers might get an audition to be a leading man at some point for the Minnesota Vikings. Having that history with Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell from their time together with the Rams. Um, So I I do kind of want to keep Akers stashed if it's possible. But hey, I realize they're short bench leagues and stashes are not always possible in 16 bye weeks um one quick word about imari di mercado joe he did lead the cardinals running backs in snaps yesterday the only problem was that he he touched the ball just didn't get any work yeah, he touched the ball fewer than 10 percent of his snaps whereas damian williams Crazy. played like 13 or 14 snaps and touch the ball on more than half of them so um yeah. Well, yeah, and we're it's still the podcast that was giving you uh puka nakua before week one just want to put that out there. And then we gave you, um, obviously, after week one, a couple other really good names. So this happens. This is like the nature of the beast. As Pat's saying, he was on the field. The process was right. Unfortunately, the performance did not equal the process. And that stinks. So, hey, it didn't work out. It stinks. We move on. And to Pat's point about Cam Akers, I agree. I am. I am. I feel like it's going to haunt me because at some point I'm going to drop Cam Akers. And then at week 10 or 11, all of a sudden it's going to be his backfield. And we're looking up and go, oh, that's so annoying. But... <laughs> 
you got to stay relevant. This is about making the playoffs right now. Um, <laughs> a few other names. We've talked so much in the last couple of weeks about Taji Spears and Zach Charbonnet. These players should be rostered already. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. putting that out there into the universe, as the kids like to say right now. If they're still floating around your waiver wire, I know they're around 50 plus percent rostered. A couple other names who got work yesterday. Antonio Gibson, Ezekiel Elliott, Keontae Ingram. I know Salvin Ahmed, Justice Hill, and then the Saints RBs. Uh, Debro, is there one other name in that grouping of Gibson, Elliott, et cetera, that sticks out to you, or is this a hard pass group? Uh, no, I mean, it's a hard pass group. The only guys that we talked about, we've talked about that on numerous shows. I mean, Spears and Charbonnet should not be on Spears and Charbonnet should be rostered Even right now. if you're talking about it's tight for cuts and things like that, you need to be rostering both these guys because if anything happened to Kenneth Walker or Derrick Henry, both of those guys have the talent, the skill sets to be league winners down the stretch if they got the work. Like they would be locked in top 12, top 15 running backs weekly. So I think it's roster them if they're out there. If they're not, I'm avoiding all the rest of these guys like the plague. Yeah, Spears and Charbonnet are both almost 60% rostered. So they are available. Mm-hmm. And I think in these 10-team leagues right now, these are even ads there. Pat, would you agree, even in the more shallow leagues, these guys should start to get picked up. Like, we're getting closer to that season of, hey, you need some depth at running back. And look, Charbonnet on a couple chances he got yesterday, I felt looked really good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those guys could be league winners if anything were to happen to the guys ahead of them. Might even put Tank Bigsby into this category, even though he's not really yep. getting supporting role usage. Um, and because, you know, this has just been a complete Travis ETN backfield for the Jaguars. <laughs> but if anything happened to ETN, um, Bigsby is going to own those early downs. And uh, for a, a team with a pretty good defense and a team that wants to have offensive balance. Um, that That's why those guys are better plays than anyone in that Cardinals backfield, a multi-way mm. backfield in a bad offense. Um, not really what I'm anxious to target, even with Justin justice Hill. Uh, we didn't see any of Keaton Mitchell this week. So the Keaton Mitchell thing was kind of overblown. It's yeah, it justice was. Hill and it's Gus Edwards, but there's not a lot of value to that in this offense as much as Lamar Jackson likes to run and as much as, you know, Todd Munkin wants to throw it now. So um, the one possible exception to that where I would be interested in a guy in a multi-way backfield, Salvan Ahmed, just because we saw, um, oh, what's his name? Chris, um, why am I blanking on his name? Chris Brooks get carted off yesterday. Yeah, uh, Jeff Wilson could be back this week, probably will be. But man, Ahmed has a foothold in the most explosive offense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. one injury away from fantasy viability where you would feel okay about starting him. Yeah. Uh, and Charbonnet, look, I know the tolls weren't great yesterday, but he had a great catch and run yesterday where he just looked, he saw that moment of, oh, there's Zach Charbonnet. Uh, and he's got extraordinary talent. All right. Before we get to the wide receivers, we'll talk about them in a second. If you need new tires for your car, Discount Tire is your go to. They have exceptional service and get you a 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. They have this really cool feature, too, called Treadwell, which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and your driving habits discount tire is also the largest independent tire retailer in the country so it has the biggest selection of tires and wheels and here's a pro tip from the experts at discount tire you can prevent wear and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety so if it has been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check at 
discount tire. Let's get you taken care of. I like that Treadwell. Might be inspired by Laquan Treadwell. Possibly. I don't know. I can't say for sure. Wide receivers. All right, let's get to the wide receivers here. You mentioned Rushy Rice, Pat, uh, at the top of the show. I think uh, 55% rostered against a high roster percentage. We keep looking for answers to this wide receiver core in Kansas City. Is Rice the answer? They are using uh, this massive committee, and it's really weird because they're mixing in five or six guys, and none of them are getting more than about, what, 60 percent of the snaps in any given week but man what if they did decide that okay while Rasheed Rice is far better than any of these other guys and I think you could make a case that he is and started giving him 80 percent of the snaps every week you would have a wide receiver three at least so maybe not a bad idea to throw a few bucks at Rasheed Rice hoping that comes to fruition but um, you might just get more of the same frustrating committee usage Yeah. Uh, Same for you here, Rushy Rice, in terms of investment, Derek, what do you think? I feel like we're, we're, we're stuck in a loop. I feel like this is Groundhog's Day, boys. (laughs) I feel like all the same things that we have said. I think it's just Groundhog Day. I don't know if it's Groundhog's Groundhog's. It's like those people say Valentine's Day. The Groundhog's don't own the day. They own the day, right? It's Valentine's Day. Well, I, I don't know if they do own the day. I mean, I guess they do. It feels like if it's about them, right, they own the ahead. day, right? Groundhog's Day it is. Go ahead. Oh, it's Groundhog's. Um, I'm probably going to... I think I'm wrong about that. But anyway, we're going to own it. We're going to own it. Um, <laughs> it's the theme with, of the show. Owning it. Yeah, owning pretty much owning it. it. Hashtag owning but, it. With re- The reason I feel like we're stuck in a time loop is this feels like all of the reasons that we talked about <laughs> Kadarius Tony, and we keep talking about Kadarius Tony, except the shiny new toy now is Rasheed Rice. And... I, I don't disagree with any of Pat's points. If he were to ever get the work, the job, I, I, I'll go above that. I think he could be a wide receiver too on a weekly basis because the talent is there. But it's a giant if for me right now. Like the, the per route metrics, again, Kadarius Tony-ish. 36% target per route run rate, 3.1 yards per route run is amazing. But then you look at last week, 39%. And this is with Justin Watson going out of that game. 39% route run rate. That is a dropped, like, it's been all over the map. It's been as low as 18% in some weeks. Um, that was the week where he scored the touchdown. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, Rasheed Rice. And I'm like, he's barely on the field, man. He is. I think if, if he, he didn't score the touchdown, balls, you would take. be very mad. If Rice like, starts catching more balls, I see this as a situation that could evolve very quickly. So I want him on my roster if I can afford agreed. to have him on my roster. And he's a decent streamer. Debro, speaking of owning it, we have to own the successes too. Rashid Shahid on mm. Sunday's live stream was a guy you were talking up. We talked about him in the DFS world mm. too. 17 uh, points there for him. Wide receiver five so far this week. Uh, he had uh, a pretty good day, I would say, uh, for Shahid. Again, there's only the two receptions, six targets. So it wasn't, you know, perfection, but it was productive. So Shahid is a guy right now rostered in just 27% of leagues. How aggressive would you be on him? I don't think you have to be aggressive because at this point we've already seen him do this and now two games out of the season and he's still only rostered and not even 30% of leagues right now. Yeah. Rashid Shahid should be picked up and he is a wide receiver, three viable flex viable mm-hmm. guy this week. And I'm going to throw it week of, two, by the way, against Jacksonville, just to point out for everybody too. the next three games. Basically, when do I play Rashid Shahid against teams that are that run a lot of zone? And that are bad versus the deep ball. Well, look at that. 
Now we have Jacksonville up. They check both the boxes. After that, they get Indy and Chicago, which, again, <laughs> check both of those and boxes. Minnesota so you're looking after. at three straight <laughs> games. They play four, man, but still, they're not like games. the greatest uh, defense. Four straight for sure. games, man, where mm-hmm. we could see Shahid catching deep balls in each one of these games. I will not be surprised if he's a wide receiver three in every single one of these weeks moving forward. Pat, do you think he can be a consistent wide receiver three? Because really, he's been all over the map in terms of productivity. Not necessarily beyond this four game stretch that we're talking about now, yep. but this is a really nice four game stretch. And that just happens <laughs> to um, encompass a lot of teams buys. So this is a, a good time to have Rashid Shahid uh, as a depth piece in your wide receiver core. Jackson Smith and Jigba roster in 65% of leagues right now. Again, I think all of us keep waiting and waiting. Pat, uh, should we be rostering him still and adding him and continuing to wait here? Because I feel like this is a guy that could, you know, potentially get dropped in some leagues if people get squeezed this week. Uh, he did catch four balls. Uh, that's not the highest of what he's done this year. We did have one five catch game in week two against Detroit. Did you see enough here where you're starting to get a little bit more like, okay, maybe out of the bye last week, you're starting to see a better version of Njigba getting ingratiated into the offense? Yeah, I'm encouraged that we saw him used um, on throws that were more than like three yards downfield, like the average depth of target. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was for week six, but like to the naked eye, it appears that they were using him at least on some intermediate targets uh, this week. So, man, I I don't want to go overboard with the stash advice because you can only stash so many guys and just telling people this week and the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, because, of course, there are, you know, Mm -hmm. 20 or 30 guys who have considerable implied value, like their value would spike if there was an injury. Certainly JSN is one of those guys, a DK Metcalf or a Tyler Lockett injury, and I think all of a sudden JSN becomes startable. So, um, yes, another one of those guys, if you have the room to hold him, hold him, but still not playable in the here and now. Uh, Derek Brown, do you agree with Pat's sentiments there on Jackson Smith and Jigba? Yes, I absolutely agree. And I think, and I was just pulling it up to Pat's point, I was waiting for data to drop. Um, So, Per our friends over Fantasy Points data, his ADOT went up to 7.4, which might not sound Better. like a lot, but his ADOT was at like one right. or mm-hmm. two in the previous yeah. week. So you're talking about a week where JSN comes off of, and we haven't even talked about the fact of it's not only out of the bye, he's getting healthier. People keep forgetting about That's that right. wrist injury. Right. That That is a big part of it. Like we're not, we could see a different role for JSN down the stretch than what we've seen to this point. So the rising a dot, the full-time role, cause he's coming off of career highs, career marks and routes run and snaps played this week. Yes. We need to be stashing JSN right now. And he could be one of those guys we're talking about in the Rashid Shahid category to where he's flex worthy with a lot more upside in the weeks to come. So three to 5%, you want to go four to 6% totally with that. All right, Quentin Johnson plays tonight, so we'll see if he gets more work, just like JSN, Mm -hmm. out of the bye. Hopefully it goes in the right situation, but I know we talked about him a lot last week, so I don't want to stay too much at the dance here. There's a guy who, again, who's rostered in just 50% of leagues still. He's available. Uh, 52 is the exact number on sleeper, so go add him. It's a speculative good add because if he's still available and you can somehow add him today, uh, if you're one of those like streaming waiver wire kind of things in those kind of sort of leagues, add him. Because if he goes off and has a good game Monday night, all of a sudden it's going to cost you a lot more the next day. Add him for nothing right now. See what happens. Be proactive, not reactive. And if nothing happens, well, and you need to drop him next week, you drop him, you continue to move on. Speaking of moving on, 
Tutu Atwell, Jahan Dotson. Is it time to move on from those two guys? Pat, I know we can't stash everybody. Maybe if you have Nakua or Cup, you want to keep Atwell. But if you don't, is it time to drop the Tutu? And is it time to drop the Jahan Dotson? Yeah, the 2-2 thing was fun while it lasted. But in the two games since Cooper Cup has been back, uh, three catches, 39 yards, one touchdown on six targets. Um, you just, you know, can't survive on can't that. Live, I can't live usage. that way, Pat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Cup, Cup and Nakua, so they those guys pull a lot of oxygen out of the room and uh, just <laughs> sure not do. enough for Atwell to breathe in this offense right now. And uh, is that how you feel having to deal with me and Derek every you know, Monday? Tell <laughs> me about it guys. Yes, very much. So. I'm the two, two Atwell of this podcast. I'm a little bigger than two, two Atwell, but otherwise I am the two, two Atwell of this show. Um, oh, and, no, never, never. You are the more valuable here than, than any of us. Oh, Pat, sure. You're at least Tyler. Well, we I've seen you run routes. We know, okay. know Debro has got to be Puka. So I guess that makes you Cooper cup. Joe. It does. You're the, you're the playmaker. Oh, don't, don't do that. He does not need that for his ego. Don't do that. What you mean by that is elite. Oh, no. So I will take that. Oh, as, no, as for do uh, that. Jahan Dotson, he hasn't had more than 40 <laughs> receiving yards in any game this year. And uh, Sam Howell's kind of been spreading the ball around. Like Terry McLaurin has a decent target share in this offense. I think it's around 20% after yesterday. Um, but Jahan Dotson just not getting enough usage to be fantasy mm-hmm. viable. I think the talent is still there i think we will see him pop at some point early in his career but this does not look like the year for him no unfortunately it doesn't um very frustrating there because again he got a lot of helium at the end of draft season and rightfully so he's a terrific talent uh, i know you agree with two two john dotson debro any thoughts on him real quick before you move on should have already dropped him. He should okay. be gone already. God, that's so frustrating. Uh, Josh Reynolds, Jaden Reed, Kendrick Bourne, Wandell Robinson, Michael Wilson, and Marvin Mims. Uh, we still making a case for Mims out of this group here, D-Bro? We are, okay. because the only thing we need to change is an injury to Jerry Judy or Kirtland Sutton. Or, or trade. Or trade. Yeah, or, or trade. trade. Mm-hmm. And that could come. That could happen at any moment. So, yes, be stashing Marvin Mims. Don't call all the Steve Smith, though, and ask him his opinion on Jerry Judy for a trade. Don't ask that guy. You know what his opinion is. He's made it very public. I mean, all, all Steve is going to tell him is, hey, buy low. Buy just, low. He's just not worth that much. Buy low. Pat, uh, are these all just guys, or is there somebody who sticks out for you? Maybe Josh Reynolds, if you need something in the here and now, because he is continuing Streaming. to play ahead yeah. of Jamison Williams, who, by the way, is is not. I don't think Jamison Williams is really a worthwhile ad at all. It's just he's not playing enough snaps or running enough read. routes. So um, he ran nine routes, nine right. routes. That's it. Yeah, and he had nine a, obviously routes. a big touchdown catch, and people will bid on him this week because of that long yep. touchdown. But they're going to be bitterly disappointed, I think, if they roll Jamison oh. into the starting lineup this week. Wow. Um, Golly, the turn of phrases have been elite oh, today. Yeah, bit so, wow. disappointment, all of you Jameson Williams rosters. I, I think <laughs> Reynolds is an interesting option, but other than that, I think we mostly covered the intriguing guys, Josh Downs, uh, Quentin Johnston. And by the way, the one interesting thing to add about Quentin Johnston was that Josh Palmer picked up some sort of injury over the weekend, so it's not entirely clear. Yep. Uh, people watching this Tuesday are going to know, but Palmer's status for Monday night was somewhat up in the air. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, one step towards big time opportunity, Mike Williams getting hurt. The yeah. step, the second step would be a Josh Palmer injury, in which case Quentin Johnston is out there for 90 <laughs> percent of the snaps. And uh, you can really see what this first round rookie can do. Quarterbacks, tight ends and defenses. 
All right, I know we're going a little long today, but that's because this is a very important bye week. Like, we are right in the thick of things. Again, the injuries were enormous. Uh, the bye week's uh, hitting us hard here. So this is important to really get things right here in week seven. So let's try to get things right. Uh, continuing on, let's talk streamers. Give me quickly, guys, your streaming quarterbacks for the week. Fitz, let's start with you. Uh, Sam Howell against the, the Giants. Like, the commanders can't run the ball. Like, that's kind of an issue for them now. And mm -hmm. uh, they're going against a Giants defense that ranked 28th in DVOA against the pass going into week six. All right. Uh, Debro, for you, who's your streaming QB? Going with Derek Carr, man. They're letting him chuck the ball and chuck an mm -hmm. ad lib and throw deep down the field. Now, you marry all of that with the Jacksonville Jaguars pass defense he takes on this Thursday night. They have a lot of the fifth most passing yards and ninth most uh, fantasy points to quarterbacks. Yep, Derek Carr has QB1 upside this week. In case you missed it, Derek Carr yesterday threw for 353 yards. I told you, give him a couple weeks for that shoulder to feel better, and all is right with the world. He also gets Indy, Chicago, and Minnesota after that, too, just as a you reminder. You him and Shahid out I was there, gonna say, and if they have a big game on Thursday night, you're like, oh! And for those people hurting a QB, line, baby. Oh, look, Trevor Lawrence mm -hmm. is banged up, too. I mean, he says right now yep. he's hoping to play. It's a short week. Like, Derek Carr might be the pivot we'll point there, for those of you who've held on. Uh, I know you're... You mentioned him at the top of the show at tight end, but anything else uh, I, uh, in terms of this tight end you're going to talk about again against Chicago? Uh, Michael Mayer is in the conversation for pickup of the week. His metrics were fantastic, man. He played 81% of the snaps, 18% target share. You look over the last two weeks, Joey, he has a 25% target per route run rate and 3.16 yards per route run. Those numbers should jump off the mm -hmm. page for anybody. So bid aggressively for Mayer. Use him this week in your lineups. I've, again, we've talked about a lot of tight ends on the show that have the usage to be top 10, top 12 rest of season. Mayer should be in that conversation now. Fitz, who's that tight end streaming for you this week in seven? I mean, it would be Mayer. And it's funny how interest in him mm -hmm. sort of waned as we got closer to draft season. But now he might yeah. wind up being more valuable than uh, Kincaid or Musgrave, two of the rookie mm -hmm. tight ends everyone was hot and heavy for. Um, so, yeah, after Mayer, boy, there is a big drop off. And I'm going to go with uh, some people are going to be mad at me because this is a guy who inspires anger, much like Kyle Pitts at the tight end <laughs> position. Taysom Hill. <laughs> He is the open-ended straight flush draw of fantasy football because he has a lot of outs. You can win a lot of different ways. He he, he runs the ball. He catches the ball. He passes the ball. We should just end the show now on that. Like I know. We seriously. should just, just button it up. Stop the show. That that was that was audio gold. So good. Man. So oh, good. Gosh, Pat. Look at you. Wordsmith. Who needs Walt Whitman? We have Pat Fitzmorris. That's what we got here today. Uh, Pat, <laughs> give us the streaming defense for week seven. What else you got? Uh, I want to go... Uh, I don't think it's fair to go with the Raiders because they're 40, 47% rostered in Yahoo League, but they play mm. the Bears, and the Bears are just like <laughs> hemorrhaging fantasy points to opposing defenses. So I'm going to go with the Packers, who are more widely available coming off their bye. Uh, they play Denver. And look, the, the Packers going into their week six bye, top half of the league in sacks, pressure rate, and opponent passer rating. Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards against the Chiefs last Thursday night, uh, <laughs> threw two interceptions and was sacked four times. That offense is just broken right now. So, um, yeah, I think the Packers are pretty well, good. He play. was QB eight before going into that game. By the way, he, talk about QB injuries. too. We didn't even talk about fields. I mean, it's just craziest fields. Lawrence Richardson. I mean, the list goes on and on here in terms of some of these injuries. Uh, so Carr becomes interesting. A lot of these other guys, you're going to have to look at streaming some important QBs. Uh, give me a defense of the week for you to uh, stream here, Derek Brown. 
I don't know why the Cleveland Browns are are only twenty eight percent roster. I'll tell you why because right everybody now. dropped him against the 49ers last week. Uh, that's yeah. why, that's, and they were coming off a bye. And people said, "Well, I'm going to drop them," and they got the Niners. Meh, I'm going to I'm not going to roll with them for a couple weeks. That's why. If your team is set, you are looking. At, you're opening up your roster, and you're like, "Whoo, that looks pretty." What am mm-hmm. I going to? You're going to put Cleveland as your first claim in this week. Yeah going against the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm not saying grab them over all the other players we're talking about, but if your roster is stacked, get the Browns, man. They play the Colts this week. And we just saw what Minshew did versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think the Browns are going to do to him? Pat, uh, let's run through the waiver wire priorities for the people without fab. What's that one through five list of priorities look like for free agents? Yeah, I'm going to change my mind in real time here, Joe. Um, I had Kareem Hunt a little further down the list. I'm going to put Kareem Hunt at the top of the list at number one, just ahead of Elijah Mitchell at number two. Uh, Quentin Johnston, three, Josh Downs, four, and Salvan Ahmed as a high upside flyer at number five. Okay, there you go, Uh, D-Bro. Uh, how about for you? What's your one through five? Uh, I'm going Quentin Johnson, number one, JSN, number two, Michael Mayer, because people need to be buying into the upside there, mm-hmm. and number three. And then I think it's an interesting conversation after that. I'm going to put Downs at four and Rashid Shahid at five, but you could put Kareem Hunt. I think the conversation for Kareem Hunt for me starts at four. So any mix of Kareem Hunt, Downs, and Shahid. Great job today, fellas. Again, if you need more help, make sure you download my playbook. You're using the waiver wire assistant. Make sure you're reading the waiver wire article that's up right now and check out the waiver wire rankings at fantasypros.com. We're here for you to help you through these hard times, baby, as Dusty Rhodes once so eloquently put it, but hard times breed better men. So make sure you get all your waiver wire stuff set up this week. Let us help you at fantasy pros. Again, use my playbook, use the article, use the ranking, use all the tools to help you through by apocalypse and these injuries because again we don't understand throwing in the towel here it's all about fighting through so we're gonna fight with you every step of the way that'll do it for us but the story of the game goes on for pat and Derek. i'm joey p we'll see you next time kids thanks for listening to the fantasy pros fantasy football podcast follow us on x instagram and tiktok at fantasy pros and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
them. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.